Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Now we're back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show, Hour 3 on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming, and I have a feeling there are quite a few of you streaming this morning, WGNCRadio.com. Guys, Let's get after it. Let's welcome from the Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole. Jesse Cole, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. Yeah, excited to be with you, my friend. It's it's fantastic having you on, Jesse. Jesse, I'm just going to start out with this. Um, all the times that you went running around Sims Legion Park, doing everything with the Gastonia Grizzlies, all those times. Your story has been pretty well chronicled right now, but. In totality, your story with the Savannah Bananas, how much of it is truly laid out the way that you initially envisioned it when you walked into that empty Grayson Stadium? (laughs) That would be almost impossible. And, yeah, I mean, 10-plus years in Gastonia and trials and tribulations and learning. But, yeah, we went to Savannah. Just, you know, I proposed to Emily, my wife, at Sims Legion Park in Gastonia, and she surprised me with a trip to to uh, Savannah. We went to that ballpark and saw there was no one there for a minor league game, and, and we fell in love with that ballpark and the city. And, yeah, when we showed up, everything was gone, the, the, all the equipment, all the uh, concessions, all the furniture, the phone lines were cut, the Internet lines were cut. We were just hoping that we could survive, let alone – you know, do what we're doing now. So I think the goal was just to save baseball in Savannah as it had left and failed for many years. And then obviously it's turned into something much bigger than we could ever imagine. Well, and it, it certainly has. And I mean, it's been well chronicled on ESPN, various and sundry videos all over the world have been talking about the Savannah banana stories. Now let's go ahead and get to where you are right now. The team is going to be playing in Kannapolis at Atrium Health Ballpark. I've already been able to watch on social media sellouts in Indianapolis, sellouts all over the country. Jesse, just how massive has this movement of banana ball gotten? And and could you, I mean, to me, this, even in the conversations that you and I had very early on in Gastonia, it seems like it even surpasses any of your wildest imaginations there. Kind of go into what this looks like from your perspective. Well, today, you know, we're on our uh, Banana Ball World Tour. Um, you know, we're playing in 33 cities, coast to coast. Uh, we've been fortunate to sell out every single ballpark, uh, including stadiums like Indianapolis this past week, 15,000, did two nights there, so 30,000 in one city. You know, California, stadium's 14,000. You know, we'll play in front of, you know, more than half a million this year. Uh, but the crazy thing is there's three to 5,000 people joining the wait list every single day. So the wait list has passed over 800,000 for tickets. Unfortunately, tickets on StubHub and all the other secondary websites are going for three, four, five hundred $500 a ticket. And uh, our social media just passed over 11 million followers, which is more than any major league team and, you know, 6 million more than anyone on TikTok. And uh, it, it's 
it's crazy, but you know, that was never the goal. The goal was just to make baseball fun and create something that we would love as a fan to not get bored. And you were a huge part of that in Gastonia. I mean, I think you probably remember, I said, Hey, let's, I don't want any dead air. You know, we don't want any dead air. We want music. We want energy. We want fun. And that obviously has taken a whole nother level now as we travel with 130 different cast members, which is 100 more than the Globetrotters. Um, and we have two teams, and even the Party Animals, our second team, has 2 million followers on social media, more than any major league team on TikTok as well. So it's been a crazy ride, a crazy journey. But the crazy thing is I feel like we're just in the first inning right now, and we're just getting started. Jesse, hey, this is Corky. I, wanna, I, can't, I can't gloss over this fact. Now, I'm from the wrestling business, right? So you made a, you made a great comment a second ago. About these tickets selling for three, four, five, six hundred bucks on the secondary market. Now, that's not the PT Barnum and you, you know, buying like a thousand tickets and waiting until the day before and releasing them and selling, you know, jacking the price up, is it? <laughs> I actually got offered. <laughs> that's a great yeah. idea, right? I, I, no, that's, 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 that's and, and PT Barnum. P- P.T. Barnum never did that. P.T. Barnum, uh, he never said a sucker was born every minute. P.T. Barnum, uh, his rival said that. P.T. Barnum said the noblest art is that of making others happy. P.T. Barnum was brilliant at what he did. I think there's a lot of different stories. But what I will say is, yeah, I mean, I turned down a $1 million ticket offer uh, from from the CEO of a big, big secondary uh, ticket broker who offered basically to pay two times uh, the ticket price for 300 tickets for every single game because the, the demand was so high. I said no immediately, and that would have been a half million in profit just like that. Hey, I'm just um, – But I, it, cause that, yeah, that's I'm not just, who we are. We're yeah, fans first. Yeah, I'm just joking with you. I, I know you a whole lot better than that, but I, I can tell you this for real. They really do do that, do that in the wrestling business. They honestly do. It's crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Everyone has different goals. I mean, I think that our, our goal has never been money. You know, we have no ticket fees, no service fees, no convenient fees. We have no shipping fees. In Savannah, every ticket includes all your food. I mean, we are not about money. As Walt Disney said, money doesn't excite me. My ideas excite me. I'm more focused on what we're going to do for our fans and the revenue that comes from that. Jesse Cole here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Jesse, let, let me ask this. When, when you go from town to town and ballpark to ballpark, what what are some of the initial reactions from fans that are coming to you? Is it related to strictly baseball? Is it re- related strictly to the bananas, or is it related strictly to the entertainment of baseball? What are what are what are some of the first things that are told to you in each and every location you get to? Well, what's so interesting is again we've had to learn all this. You know, I think uh, Henry Ford said, you know, he believed in learning by doing, and that's the same thing. So we had no idea how to do logistics around the country or do any of this. So when we have two semi trailers pull up with all of our merchandise, all of our equipment, everything, and we start setting up the day before, and then that morning, the day of, at 9 a.m., almost every ballpark, there's fans lining up with a chair set up in front of the gates at 9 a.m. By noon, there's hundreds of fans, and by 5 p.m. There's about five, six, seven thousand, depending on two hours before the game, waiting to get in. And the hysteria is just crazy. When we get into the hotels at 11, 12 o'clock, there's sometimes upwards of 100 kids and families waiting for the players to get autographs. So it's been really a wild thing to see because they see them all on social media. But the biggest thing we hear from fans is they're blown away and surprised on how good the baseball is or the banana ball. I mean, we have guys throwing 97 miles an hour. We have first-round picks. We've had three Cy Young Award winners play for us this year. People are blown away by the talent. I mean, our center fielder's done 22 backflip catches in the outfield. Our shortstop's done 80 trick plays between the legs. It's a different level of baseball that people have never seen before. Jesse Cole here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Jesse, now let me ask you this. Everybody knows about the Yellow Tux movement. 
everything that, that you do as it relates to each and every event that you're a part of, all of the trips, the books, all of this, you've got to have a really solid core of people around you. And I know that number has grown exponentially, but you can't really tell the Jesse Cole story without engaging the likes of Emily Cole and Jared Orton. Uh -huh. Kind of share their impact on this organization and on your life personally. Uh, 1,000%. I mean, Emily's been the rock of our family and the Bananas family. Uh, you know, I met her. Uh, she became our director of fun in Gastonia. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you can see her personality right away. And, you know, I got engaged, like I said, we proposed there and she is the heart of the organization. So she does all the hiring oversees our staff, which, you know, grew from just four people to now, I think we have over a hundred full time. We just bought a 20,000 square foot building and it's just really grown massive. She makes sure everyone is a part of this culture, takes care of all the meals. I mean, literally last night she was up till midnight, making sure all of our meals, our hotels, everything is covered for the next few weeks. And then Jared, you know, Belmont Abbey guy played baseball uh, with Coach Brickman, who coached me when I was at uh, Wofford, and he joined us as an intern in Gastonia, uh, and then, you know, became uh, seasonal and then became our president of Savannah at 24 years old. And he's brilliant. He runs the business side. He makes sure that, you know, everything's working on the backside of the business while I can focus on the creativity and the ideas. But yeah, it's everything. I mean, now we've just launched Bananas Foster. Emily, um, we're foster parents here in Gaston County. And uh, we just launched a nonprofit, Bananas Foster, which is the goal is just like the bananas to create a wait list of families that want to be foster parents because right now there's 400,000 kids in the U.S. that don't have a permanent home. And so Emily is just caring through and through and Jared makes sure the business ticking and everyone else is, uh, it's it's really impressive group to say the least. Hey, Jesse, this is Coach G. I am a Savannah native and I am also one of your TikTok followers for the Banana Ball. Um, I have not been, well, I was born and raised in Savannah. I haven't been there since 93. So back when I was there, I was watching the Savannah Cardinals and the Savannah Braves. Um, yep. so tell the listeners a little bit about your stadium because all these, the, the trend now is these new stadiums. They, they look just like the major league stadiums. Grayson stadium is a, is a, is a, it should be in a museum. It's such a perfect piece of baseball memorabilia that goes back a long time it's not your normal uh stadium that has all the state-of-the-art features like some of these other ones but it's that's what that's why i love it T tell the listeners about where you guys play and, and and what it was like when you got there well, thank you. And thank you for that perspective. And I think everything is perspective. You know, we, uh, we came from Sims Legion Park, which, you know, not another older ballpark, but just, you know, one main covered grandstand metal bleachers and, you know, not a lot of stat, not a lot of room, not a lot of storage, not a lot of space. And then I come into Grace's stadium, like they have a merchandise store here. Like they have two like full locker rooms. Like what is this place is unbelievable because it's where you're coming from. And, and, you know, the ballpark, 1926 stadium, Babe Ruth played there. Hank Aaron played there. Lou Gehrig played there. Jackie Robinson played there. Uh, the, the Bob Dylan performed there. Uh, FDR gave a presidential address there. The Olympic torch came through there. The history is unbelievable. So I saw it as this, wow, what character, what history we could really make 
make something out of this. Unfortunately, what the former team saw this as a liability, uh, an old ballpark that they can't succeed with. No one will come out to. And again, just that perspective, you know, I, I, I look at the opportunities and things, and I think that's how we do everything with the bananas. So uh, we're, we're fortunate. You know, it's a challenge now. It's the smallest stadium we play at. Um, you know, we play there. There's only 4,000 seats. Obviously, everything's sold out every single night. Uh, when we go to these 15,000-seat stadiums and then next year going to major league stadiums, you know, it's a challenge just playing at a smaller ballpark. But we're going to add seats and do things to try to continue to make it better. And, you know, we appreciate it for what it is. That's funny you mentioned that about Babe Ruth and all those other players that have played. I'm 48 years old now as a, as a seven-year-old boy in the neighborhood I grew up in, Savannah. I had a, an elderly neighbor. He was in his late 70s, early 80s back when I was a seven-year-old. Seven and he walked out to me one day and showed me a baseball signed by Babe Ruth. And I said, holy, wow. uh, yeah, I was like, holy cow, where did you get this? And he goes, I watched the Yankees when they would come down on the train heading down to spring training in Florida, and they would stop in Savannah, and he played at Grayson Stadium, and I got his I got his autograph there. So a lot of people don't – I'm glad you mentioned that about the stadium because a lot of people just don't know what a, you know, a historical part of baseball that Grayson Stadium really is. I love it. 100%. Jesse Cole here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Jesse, I, I do want to talk about just a little bit about your growing up as a person more so than a personality. Of course, I got to know you very early on just after graduating from Wofford College and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and I knew that you had a motor and then that you had a personality. But getting the opportunity to watch you from a distance grow up and be a husband, be a father, and, and take on this mantle of, of foster parenting and foster care, and it really become important to you. First of all, it kind of tells me the impact that Emily's had in your life, but it kind of gives me an idea of just how truly you've grown as a man and as an individual. Kind of share with me why the foster care side of life matters the way that it does to you and speaks to more of Jesse the person versus Jesse the personality. Well, thank you, uh, Brian. You know, I need to talk to you every morning now. The way you hype me up and make me feel good, man. This is this is amazing. Well, this but, is your uh, one minute boost. No, I, no, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, no, I certainly appreciate that. And, and yeah, I think you're you're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. We've heard that quote numerous. And you know, Emily and my dad. You know, my dad who battled cancer for a year, and every day he said he was doing great and was the most positive person as he was battling that. And you know, Emily is just, you know, she's special, and you got to see that as well. So. Uh, you know, I think there's synergy in our life and, and what we do, what we realize, what we do with the bananas, which has been something that's been my focus, obviously, throughout the years is, is bringing people together and bringing families together. And that's what the idea of bananas foster is. I mean, ideally, the goal with, with in foster care is always to get the kids back to reunification with their birth parents. But that's not often always the case. You know, sometimes the parents are fighting demons and challenges. But getting these kids an opportunity to have a family and bringing them together. And so, you know, now every night at our stadium in front of our sold out crowd, we honor a foster family, a future foster family that might have had 30 kids in care. They might have six at one, one time and they, they're heroes, but they're not recognized. And we've realized the power of recognizing people and inspiring people and sharing stories. And so there's so much synergy. I mean, I watched, you know, Indianapolis, 15,000 people stand up to give this family that had six kids in care, but had fostered 30 over the last five years, a standing ovation. And you could see tears coming down their face and to realize that, wow, we can combine that impact. 
Um, so, you know, th we're very clear on our goals. It's, it's yes, in Savannah, we want to make baseball fun, and but we want to bring families together. We want to bring joy. We want to bring it so people can have moments and memories that they've never experienced together. And that's what we're looking to do. And so um, Emily and everyone around me makes that very clear that that's what we're going after. And, and when you can combine it all together, Bananas Foster, our family life, and the bananas, uh, it makes life pretty fun. Hey, Jesse, you've mentioned a couple quotes on here. Let me run this one by you. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. At some point, first of all, hey, man, kudos to you. You've you're a really creative guy. You're obviously driven. You've surrounded yourself with people who support you, and that's probably the biggest thing, is it not, you know, moving forward? You've got to surround yourself with people who, who support your dreams. With all that being said, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. At some point, some team – some other guy who wants to be like Jesse Cole is going to try to steal this idea or do something else. I know you're just getting started on this world tour. You guys are doing great. You already have some uh, Major League Baseball stadiums booked for next year. There has to be something else cooking in that brain of Jesse Cole. There has to be something. Can you talk about it now, or, or, or am I right on? <laughs> of course, and, and I think there's two mindsets you can have in life. You can have an abundant mindset, and you can have a scarcity mindset. So I am honored and excited, you know, when we hear from, you know <laughs> – the people that we've heard from, you know, that have visited us to watch what we do, that, that's, I mean, it's, it, I'm, I'm honored and flattered. And so uh, I'm not worried about that. If we can bring more joy, more fun, get more kids playing. I mean, we have more kids this past Halloween. We had hundreds of kids dressing up as our players and even kids finding mini yellow tuxedos. I don't know where they found those, but like literally it's, you're seeing joy and more kids wanting to play banana ball. And that's great. And so, you know, we're, we're always looking for that. And I think the, uh, you know, the idea of what's, what's next. I don't know if anyone in this world is obsessed as much with the fan experience and creating an entertaining show as we are. Every single night, we do 10 to 15 things we've never done before in front of a live crowd. Every single night, I walk around with our director of entertainment and our entertainment team, and we walk and we talk about what can we plus, what were our A promotions, what were our B, what were our C, what were our D, and then we adjust for the next show. Every single week, we have idea sessions, idea paloozas, and OTT sessions where we talk about over-the-top ideas and come up with these things that never happened before. It is an obsession unlike anything else because we believe our fans deserve that. So I'm not worried necessarily about someone not trying to be like us because it's just you have to have this crazy, crazy obsession and fanaticism about the fans and the fan experience. But what's next? Yeah, I mean, banana ball is the future. We're watching a game that you play in two hours. We've played games an hour and 34 minutes. You have, got, you have fans catching foul balls for outs, batters stealing first. It is fans tell us they don't want to get out of their seat because they may miss something. Banana ball is our future. We'll be creating more teams. We'll be playing internationally. You know, there will be a league in the future. Banana ball is what we're building. And we're having guys now, double AA, A, triple A guys in major league organizations, their agents, and, and they're reaching out to us and saying, we want to leave this professional team because we want to play banana ball. I never would have imagined that. So that's what we're going to be focused on, how to grow the game of banana ball, not just the Savannah Bananas. Jesse Cole, everybody, here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So, Jesse, for those people that have, that have gotten their tickets and they're ready to come to Kannapolis to watch you guys play on Tuesday and Wednesday, they've heard a lot of the hype. They've heard about their kids hopping on TikTok and they hear about the bananas, but they're not really fully sure what they're going to run into for Tuesday and Wednesday night. Kind of give us the 45 to 60 second elevator speech about what they're going to see when they go through the doors of Atrium Health Ballpark. 
<laughs> well, the first key is get there early. Get there early. We, we have the DJ set up. We have our man Anna's, our male cheerleading team, uh, performing early. <laughs> then we hey, are you big... hiring? You ever see me with my shirt off? Can I send hey, you a picture? Hey, the dad bod cheerleading squad. They're fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then we have our banana nanas, our senior citizen dance team performing. And then literally at 5.15, the march comes. And so we have our full banana pep band, which is unbelievable. Some of the most talented musicians, our players, our man nanas, our player on stilts, our breakdancing coach, our entire cast come out. We're dancing. We greet the fans. We do a whole performance. We throw off confetti. Boom. Then you come in. And then in the first uh, hour and a half, we have 82 promotions that we do from parades to weigh-ins to the fan warm-up to the banana baby, you name it. We're getting people hyped up for the game. And then the show, good luck. <laughs> That's where we do 10 to 15 things we've never done before from, you know, our dancing umpire has different choreographed dances, scoring celebrations, double celebrations, walk-ups, strikeout celebrations. We, you know, choreograph a lot of that. But then you never know who's going to win. The bananas have lost more games than they've won to the party animals. The party animals, you know, a couple guys who played for the Honey Hunters, Jake Skull, a former first-round pick, and Reese Hampton, another 12th rounder from UNC Charlotte. I mean, they have talent and then it's a crazy game and it goes down to the last inning because in the last inning uh, every run counts in the last inning so you never know what's going to happen and uh that's and then we finish with a post-game plaza party with more dancing autographs and performances and finally at 9 30 uh every, the show is over and hopefully you just got four to five hours of amazing entertainment jesse my my question is this at the end of the night who's more exhausted the players the staff or the fans because Watching that sounds like just sensory overload to the max. I would imagine if you go to those games, once you get home, you're beat. The kids uh, sleep very well. The parents actually do thank us because the kids sleep in the next day. Uh, but, but they're sleeping in their shirts, their jerseys, their signed bats, their balls. Uh, and they're, then they're watching the game that they were at on YouTube the next day. So we, we broadcast all of our games. So, yeah, it's, it's a ton of, but you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about that. People are like, you know, I'm always tired. I'm burnt out. I'm like, well, do what gives you energy. I can go all night long because seeing the fans, seeing the joy, dancing, going hard, seeing that unbelievable amount of happiness gives me energy. So by the end of the night, I'm going strong, but Emily will tell you once we get to bed around midnight or one, I'm, I'm passed out. She might say a couple words to me and I'm gone. So, uh, but when I'm around the fans, man, full energy. Well, there's, there's no doubt about it. I've, I've never, I've never been around an individual that is as energetic when the gates open as Jesse Cole. So there's no, look, I, I couldn't keep up. I know that I couldn't keep up, but I'm certainly happy for you and your ability to keep up because you, you have definitely created something that I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was never expecting, that I would have never been prepared for. And I think a lot of the folks here in the Gastonia area are understanding that as well as um, the, the Bananas brand is absolutely global. And, and that is um, a, a tip of the cap to you because you have done some phenomenal work with the Savannah Bananas. So, Jesse, congratulations. You are, you are winning the day as it relates to baseball and more particularly banana ball. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. It's been a it's been a lot of fun, and I'll tell you the, the ten plus years with you, man. That was that was the whole grounds where we learned everything and we experimented. And I, I still believe this: what you were able to pull off uh, with those crowds and the energy you brought is second to none, my friend. So it was a ton of fun, and I am so grateful for the years at Gastonia because there'd be no Savannah Bananas if there wasn't the Gastonia Grizzlies. Well, and that and that's that's what I tell people is that Gastonia was was Bananas 1.0, and and it certainly was a bit of the breeding ground for all of this. And 
And just a heads up, if you if you ever need somebody around for a one-off, um, I could certainly I, I probably have enough energy for one night in me. So um, we could we could see we could see how that goes down the line if you ever need somebody to pinch it. Love it. I love it, man. Well, Jesse Cole, thank you so much for being here this morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. I wish you a ton of success. And maybe when we wrap up this particular part of the world tour, we can get back together and kind of talk about everything from the 30,000-foot vantage point as to what's next for the Savannah Bananas. I would love that. would love that. Give my best to Emily and to Jake, to Jared, and to Reese, if you will, please. Oh, that's for sure. All right. All right. Thanks you so much, guys. Appreciate you. Jesse, we'll talk to you soon. Folks, with that, we'll take a break. Come back on the other side of the timeout on this Monday morning. This is the Rush Hour Morning Show on WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCradio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.